Welcome to Awesome with Allison. I'm Allison. Ooh. And my only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at me, laughing with me, or learning something new and helpful. I hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. We are in Pleasant Picture Studios with my man, my lover, my benefactor for this podcast, Mr. Eric Robertson! Yeah! Hola. Eric, tell everyone how much you like doing the podcast. (laughs) I'm really good at Spanish. It's like my thing. (laughs) He's actually so bad at Spanish and I'm from San Diego and so if you like can't look at a street sign and know how to say things with a Spanish accent it's embarrassing but he is from Utah and took German in high school yeah oh my god (laughs) (laughs) what do you want from me right now I want you like he won't know how to say basic things like manana what does manana mean it means tomorrow. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I know how to say huevos rancheros. Okay, that's just food. That doesn't count. Carne. What's nada mean? No. That's good. Well, actually, it means nothing. No means no. Yeah. Hey, and remember that, Eric. No means no. Um, We are super excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the podcast. If it's your first time listening... You're in for a real treat. Mmm. Mmm, <laughs> tasty. <laughs> How do you say delicious in Spanish? Delicioso. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing about me and Espanol, is that I have a very good Valley Girl accento and hablo Espanglish a muy bien. <laughs> um, Eric, that means a very good. I know what it means. I guess you guys didn't know I was so bilingue, <laughs> did you? Eric, that means bilingual. <laughs> so this is episode 10, and I am calling it, You're Super Rich and You Don't Even Know It. And I don't want you to think it's a bait and switch because you are super rich and you don't even know it. But in this episode, we are talking about resources. And there, I just have so many different like angles of looking at resources and actually having an abundance of resources and you having more resources than you know. And so I was thinking about, you know, what self, hey, Allison, hey, girl, what do you want to talk about? this week on the podcast and I just have been reading a lot of great things and have had a lot of great experiences lately with finding resources and having more resources than I think I do when it comes to tackling problems in my life so we're gonna we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty on that and we're actually I'm gonna share an exercise with you to help you find more resources in your life Um, so I have some fun stuff but first we're gonna do some of our segments our first one is nobody cares about your kids because nobody cares about our kids except for us. Our gra- the grandparents care a little bit. The grandparents care a lot, actually. We appreciate that. But this is just our chance to tell you something about our kids. And the the only thing that I think I would feel has been happening recently is that we've been watching a lot of Moana. Every day. Like, multiple, multiple times every day. I didn't get to see Moana in theaters and so it came out and you guys sobbing me watching it 
Sabi. It's a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful. <laughs> I think that Moana is like one of the most beautiful illustrations of like personal revelation and your communion with either God and the universe the ocean like guides Moana and the way that it speaks to her and there's this one part where so she like talks to the ocean and it guides her and there's this one part where there's a big storm and she turns to the ocean and she asks for help and then it ends up like crashing her on this island and she goes to the ocean and she says to it I asked you for help and you crashed me on this island you guys me sobbing because how many times have you felt like that in your life like I asked you for help and you crashed me on this island and then she turns around and realized that the ocean crashed her on the exact island that she needed to be at anyway been loving the songs I again I wish this was sponsored because I am so good at talking about things that I love it's not but that's all we've been doing with our kids uh Ginger assigns parts to everyone she's Maui which I respect because I love that she wants to be Maui, the demigod, and doesn't even care about being Moana. Uh, Rad is the crab because he likes things that are shiny. And Eric, who are you? Uh, I can't remember. It's, it changes whenever. It changes whatever. On a whim, whatever she wants. Yeah, whatever. Ginger's in charge, guys. And I'm the crazy grandma. And somebody says to her, why are you acting so weird? And she says, I'm the village crazy lady. It's my job. And I just really relate to that. And then Ginger's friend pointed out to me today that we have the same color hair. So Hmm. nobody cares about your kids, Allison. Stop talking about it. Uh, Now we're going to tell you about the worst thing you ate. Eric, usually you're the person who falls into this category. Well, you seem to think that my recent concoction is disgusting. I don't necessarily think it's so disgusting. I just want you to share it with everyone and let them decide. I'm only going to share this if people write in and back me up because I know for a fact there's others out there that enjoy what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's a peanut butter sandwich on like the Grandma Sycamore's white bread. Peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jam. It's raspberry jam. Mm-hmm. And then I put Ruffles potato chips, <laughs> just a thin layer inside the sandwich a it's better for walking around the house you don't have to have two hands you don't have a handful of chips and a sandwich in the other but b the crunch inside the sandwich is extremely satisfying oh i have been going down a rabbit hole of shame with those ruffles and then the french onion dip where i like we run out of chips and then i maybe just eat spoonfuls of french onion you do yeah, I do. I noticed there's a lot gone today. <laughs> I know. It's just like so delicious. And I'm like, well, I'll save the calories and just eat the French. So <laughs> let's do a, a let's do a, a poll. What's more disgusting? Spoonfuls of the dip by itself or a thin layer of ruffles or Doritos or whatever your favorite chip is. On a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And jam Send sandwich. your votes into awesome with Allison at the Allisonshow.com. And that is with one L. We also have a reader question that we're gonna be asking um, answering at the end of the episode. So I'm excited about that. Um, and so for our final segment today, getting bookie with it. Getting bookie with it. Na 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 na. You you still didn't make the segment, like the jingle. What? Do you even love me? Oh, we'll just copy in the real song. 
do you even love me? So I read this book, you guys, last week. Freaking mind blown. It is called The Four Agreements, a wisdom book by Don Miguel Ruiz. Again, I have a very good Spanish accent. Uh, accent though. Anyway, um, The Four Agreements, I always put all of um, the links to books or any resources that I recommend in my show notes at theallisonshow.com. You guys, this book really blew my mind. I don't know if you would love this book if you're not in the mindset to receive it. What do you think, Eric? Um... I don't think it. I don't think it would hurt ever to read this. No, book, no I, and it's really. It's really quick. If you listen to it on Audible, it's only two hours, and it's a really short little book. So I bought the book on Amazon, and I also listened to it because I love listening to it, and I'm re-listening to it. But um, Miguel Ruiz covers these four agreements, and one of them is. And they're, if you make these four agreements, they're going to radically change your life. And I 100% believe in all of them. And the second one that has really been like freeing my mind is to not take anything personally. And this is something that I've actually um, believed in for a time that I shouldn't take things personally and not make things about me. But I've been having a really hard time reconciling the idea with not taking things personally. But then at the same time, like, if I don't take what you're saying, and listen to it and validate it and like internalize it, Am I giving you like respect and love? I think I've mistaken giving people respect and in, and listening to what they're saying with internalizing what they're saying or taking it personally. And I've I've read lots of philosophy and had lots of conversations and really thought about this topic a lot, right? But this is the best argument I've ever heard that resonated with me for not taking things personally. So I'm just going to read this little snippet personal importance or taking things personally is the maximum expression of selfishness because we make the assumption that everything is about me. During the period of our education, we learn to take everything personally. We think we are responsible for everything. Me, 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 always me. Nothing other people do is because of you. It is because of themselves. All people live in their own dream, in their own mind, and they are in a completely different world from the one we live in. I believe that to be true. And then he says, when we take something personally, we make the assumption that they know what is in our world, and we try to impose our world on their world. Like I said, this just really blew my mind because I have I thought it was selfish not to take things personally. Like I'm not acknowledging their opinion or if somebody's telling me something bad about myself, I believed that I needed to internalize it. Otherwise, like I'm unable to hear criticism. But him like turning that on its head and saying that when you take things personally, it's actually one of the most selfish things you can do. I think that is so true. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's true. It's already helped you a ton. It, it has helped. I mean, it is the most liberating thing. And and here's the distinction, guys. It's not that I refuse to acknowledge that I have flaws. I know I have a lot of flaws. But by taking things personally and making other people's opinions 
uh, about me. It's like I'm putting it through my own murky view and I'm not even it's like you're not even seeing the real statement or point being made because you're getting in the way of it. Does that make sense? Does it? Yeah. Well, are you keep collaborating on it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're like me, your initial reaction might be, no, that sounds wrong. That sounds opposite. But I want you to think about it. I want you to put it in your heart. I want you to put it in your pipe and smoke it. Oh, just, just go read the book. That's yeah. Read the book. The Four Agreements. She's teasing you. I'm. T- I am teasing you because you guys. It is so good. But I feel like I say that about almost every book I read that it's life changing. You totally do. But it's because I books change my life every week. It's true. And as I am creating a lot of content with the podcast and my year of awesome calendar and Instagram posts, um, this year I've really decided because I am creating so much content that if I'm going to talk a lot, it is my responsibility to learn a lot. If I'm always learning and I'm always educating myself, then I feel like that is like my responsibility. Otherwise, I'm just talking to talk, which is nobody wants that okay so let's get into it you're super rich and you don't even know it you have more resources than you know and as I was thinking about resources I think a lot of times when we feel depleted or when we feel a lack of energy it's because we're feeling a lack of resources and a lot of time our suffering can stem from the fact that we feel we have a lack of resources and so I was thinking about that and I'm like okay what are the different types of resources that we feel like we can lack and these are the four I came up with. A lack of financial resources. So money, we're stressed out about money. Either that we are spending too much money, something costs too much money, or we cannot make enough money. We can be stressed out about human resources. We feel like we don't have help. For me, a lot of times, I feel the strain and stress of human resources because I need to hire someone, I need help with something, I have projects I need to hire people for. That can be a big stress point for me that I don't have people on my team or people helping me out. We sometimes feel like we have a lack of educational resources. There's something that we want to accomplish. There's something that we want to do, but we don't know enough or we feel stupid. We feel overwhelmed. And then a lack of emotional resources. And I think sometimes, you know, the way to describe that is when you just feel so stretched thin or you're going through something, you know, traumatic or hard and you feel like you don't have the tools or the resources to deal with it. And I think when we feel a lack of emotional resources, it's usually just it manifests itself in depression or anxiety or anger or whatever your emotion du jour is, whatever your negative emotion of choice to fall back on is <laughs> when we have a lack of emotional resources. Uh, I that's how that can feel. And so I thought it would be kind of a cool exercise to think about what resource do you feel depleted of right now? Is it an emotional resource, an educational resource, a human resource, a financial resource? So think on that for a second. And I have an exercise from a book called You Are a Bad A. And again, we're not swearing on this podcast. I know. Money symbol, money symbol. A, money symbol, money symbol. We're not swearing on this podcast, not because we don't like swearing, but because we like children. 
Um, and so we don't care about your kids. We don't care about your kids, but we care about uh, swearing in front of them. So in case you're listening to this, children behave. Um, this is an exercise. Jensen Chero. I recommend this book all the time, all the time, all the time. You are a bad A. How to stop doubting your greatness and start living an awesome life. And she has an exercise in there called Be the Alien. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah, stop me. So, I mean, this is for a, a great life. Like these are, oh, yeah, these yeah, yeah. Are, but this is also like, we approach this in our businesses. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of the angle that we're thinking of, but also you can think about it, like where are you lacking in your life, your relationship or your business. So think about it in that aspect of something oh, great. that you want to, you know, earn or achieve or whatever you're going for so yeah i think if you're feeling helpless or hopeless in any situation whether it's business life love food food yeah if you don't have enough food (laughs) well that would be sad really um so now 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 this will make more sense when you're thinking about your resources to achieve or thank you sometimes i just i like to dive in real deep and eric has to dive in and pull me up a little bit so this exercise is called be the alien and we're all going to do it together. Mm-hmm. Imagine that you're an alien floating around in outer space and you suddenly swoop down to Earth and inhabit your own body. You got that, guys? As the alien, everything about this life is new to you. You look around. What do you see? What is this person who you've inhabited so obviously awesome at? What do they have the most fun doing? What connections do they have? What resources and opportunities are available to them? As the alien to whom everything is new and exciting and there's nothing at risk and no past to lug around, what are you going to do with this incredible new life you've stepped into? How are you going to use this new body and this existence to create something fabulous and awesome starting right now? This exercise is hugely helpful for getting a new perspective and stepping outside our boring ruts of tired old excuses and lame habits. It can also be very useful in making you aware of all the staggering possibilities and the resources that you have at your fingertips and take for granted or do not see. Sometimes it's as simple as looking at things with new eyes to see how astoundingly fortunate we are. Be the alien for 24 hours and see what you come up with. Sometimes when I'm feeling a lack of any resource, I use that exercise and I think, what connections do I have? What people are around me? And honestly, you guys, I want to testify, testify. Every single time I do that, a resource will come to mind. Like, oh my gosh, I need help with this project and I can't believe this. And then I think of a person I ran into not 24 hours earlier who will have literally said the words, let me know if you ever need help with something in the X, Y, or Z category. But I think it's so easy when we're feeling a lack of resources to just go into like the drowning mode and just start inhaling water rather than trying to breathe and look around and see what we have. And then I just thought I would share with you guys what I do when I'm in need of a resource. So this is something, it's kind of like a practice I've adopted. And like I said, a lot of times when I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious, it's because I want to accomplish something and I feel like I don't have enough human resources. So this is what I do. First, I get really clear 
about what I need. So I try to define it. By defining it, it forces me to not just walk around saying, I need help. I don't know what to do. I need help. I don't know what to do. I define the type of help that I need. Once I define it, I start to try to be really intentional. And intentional for me means being specific about it and thinking about it without attaching any feelings or emotions to it. And then also I get prayerful about it for me. And then I choose who to share it with. So I think we can, when we need help, we can start to do the thing where we just are just throwing darts, darts, darts all over the place. But we're also making excuses. Yeah. Excuses are big. Yeah. Making excuses is huge. Or reasons why you, you can't. Yeah. Reasons why you can't. So, so for me, for this method, it's defining it is helping me to stop making excuses and stop making reasons why I can't. And then I, I'm very selective about who I share the need with, but I try to be really thoughtful about it. And then when I go to share the need with people, when I'm having a conversation with somebody, if it comes to my mind that it might be a good person to share it with, I have specifics to share with them. Even in just sharing it thoughtfully with a few specific people, oftentimes, um, talking it through, I will on my own think of somebody who might be a good fit for the project. So that's one way that I go about finding human resources for myself. I cannot even tell you guys the amount of times that this has worked for me. Um, Honestly, on Saturday, we were at the mall and there's this person who I've been wanting to connect with and I was in a store and the store reminded me of him and I thought it would just be so convenient if I ran into him right now because I don't have his phone number and I want to get a hold of him and we're at the mall. You guys, this is so random. And then I went into another Or yeah, exactly. Or is it? I am not kidding you. And so I went because I had gotten very specific about what I thought this person could do for me. I went into another store and Eric was out front playing games on his phone. This person saw Eric and thought Allison might be in the store. And so again, like we're acquaintances. He doesn't have my phone number. He went into the store to look for me so that he could, so that we could connect. And this was the exact person who I had been hoping to connect with. You guys, it freaking works. So the lesson is, is, you know, have a husband or a spouse or something other who has a red beard and mm-hmm. wears a hat. And it is easy to spot. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the moral of the story. So Eric, do you have any practices or things that you do when you feel like you have a lack of resources? Yeah. One thing I was thinking of, well, when you have a lack of resources, the easiest thing to do is is uh, make excuses and dwell on the lack of resources exactly that you seemingly seemingly don't have like you and i both get a lot of people asking our opinions on what they could do to improve their business or something and, and it's so True. easy to look at someone and say oh yeah talk to this guy do this like do put this on your website mm-hmm. and we can name off like 15 to 20 things right then that could help them yeah so there's i have two points to this so one thing is ask someone like their opinion, people you respect, ask them about their situation. Don't ask them to solve your situation, but ask them for their opinion and perspective and anything that they can see to help you. And don't take it personally. Yeah, don't don't take (gasps) it personally. Ooh, Miguel Ruiz, we need you every day. This is the hardest part, is if you can stop making excuses and and Mm -hmm. turn your mind to the mode that you're going to figure this out, if you can be honest with, with yourself and tell yourself what you need to do as if you're telling someone else... 
Ooh, yeah, you, I you like can that. gain a lot. You you kind of know what resources you have. You're very smart and you're very intuitive, and you're ultimately going to do what you want to do anyway. So if you yeah. can be honest with yourself and kind of interview yourself, just like as if you're giving advice to someone else, that's much easier than giving it to yourself. That's what I do. Is I, I love that objectively, like be very honest, and it's uncomfortable with the answers that you're going to give yourself, but those are the ones that are going to pay off. I love that. Well, and it's it's similar to that idea of being the alien look at yourself from an outside perspective and maybe pretend like you're someone else giving yourself advice. Exactly. And and writing it out is a good exercise too. Yeah, definitely. Like the, note, the notes on my iPhone have a lot of lists and a lot of to-dos mm-hmm. and a lot of ideas. And that's kind of my sounding board Yeah, which, or a resource board, I guess I could call it. Yeah, I love that. Again, so often when we have an issue and we have a problem, we just make excuses and we fall into the habit of the drama and the emotions and defining the problem, writing down what we believe we have a lack of resources in can really help us gain some clarity. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I love the Tony Robbins quote. You never have a lack of resources, just a lack of resourcefulness. And I really believe that. And so Eric and I wanted to share, um, well, I, I don't know if Eric wanted to, but I mean, I'm, I might. I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah, exactly. So I'll let you know after you say it. Loose, loose cannon over here. Recently, we were feeling really tight. We had an unexpected expense come up having to do with the IRS. <laughs> just, just, just get a good CPA. Anyway, life can be tricky and um, and sticky. We were super excited. We had a trip to Europe planned for the end of March. Eric surprised me and bought plane tickets at a super, super good deal. We were starting to feel very stressed out about this trip. And we value experiences highly. And we understand how important it is to spend money on experiences. And it's very easy to put off experiences. We had Melanie Day. I loved her point on our last episode talking about when she got her terminal diagnosis, the number one thing she stopped doing was trying to save all her money, right? We we don't have a problem spending money. Spending money. Uh, we have a fun time doing it. But we were starting to feel with this unexpected expense that came up and other projects and other business expenses that were presenting themselves that we were starting to feel very stressed out about finances. And Eric was the one who finally had to say, babe, I think we need to cancel our trip. Well, and it's, it sucks, obviously, but it does suck, guys. But the thing is, is I just didn't, it does suck. I didn't want to put a, I'd rather pay cash for a trip than yeah. credit card. Yeah. So I, yep. so we decided we're going to go in six months. We're just going to well, you know, or whatever. We're, 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 that's our goal now is we're hoping in six months we'll have all these things cleared up and we'll be able to pay cash for it and have a fantastic time. Yes. Um, so if you're feeling a lack of financial resources, like, yes, we are so blessed to have the abundance of going on a trip. And that was the thing that we had to do without. But we've also been in situations that have been a lot more dire where the thing we have to do without is a car. I love Gary Vaynerchuk. His advice to lots of people who are starting businesses is to sell your stuff on eBay. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. He's like, <laughs> just go to garage sales. He's like, it's was it called Flip It? I can't remember yeah. his hashtag. But yeah, so and I, I follow the people that do actually what he says. Yeah. And some people are making twenty thousand a year. I mean, 
they're they have their jobs, but they're doing this, doing this on the side to get out of debt or to be able to have capital to start their own businesses. Yeah, but yeah, it's such an interesting thing. Is you have time, you have resources. There's there's really no excuse not to get what you want. There isn't. There's there's nothing there's, out there that's, yeah. that that is completely stopping you. Well, we'll frame it this way: if you're in a situation where you're listening to this podcast, you're most likely in a situation where you could sell something on eBay. And we're, we're not trying to downplay anybody's financial hardships or anyone's hardships because we don't know your life experience. But we do know life experience in that you never have a lack of resources. You have a lack of resourcefulness. I just think that speaks to the tenacity and capability of the human spirit. I think that's all I had to say about that. Sweetheart, did you have anything else you wanted to say about it? I just wanted to reach out and see if anyone has any resources for me to learn Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Like an old Rosetta Stone laying around or something. So Uh, that's why I'm I'm, I'm reaching out. I'm I'm using my resourcefulness. Yeah, right. You have your wife right here who's basically like dual immersion program in your lap. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm so good I mean, at Spanish. I do like the Valley Girl spin on Spanish. But I'm, I'm Ex- more a, it's my accento. Uh, yeah, your accent. I, I, I'm more of the classic, you know, 1400s, you know, Spain. Spanish is what I'm looking for. Oh, gosh. I just can't. He wants to be a conquistador. We just want to encourage you guys this week when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling suffering due to a lack of resources, maybe try some of these tools, try some of these resources, be the alien, define your problem, thoughtfully and intentionally put it out there. Eric's tip to uh, counsel yourself as if you were somewhere else talk to trusted resources, and then at the end of the day, always remember that insight without action is useless, and if you don't actually sit down and do any of these things, we are just wasting your time, and we don't want to waste your time, and now, because we don't want to waste your time, you guys have been so, 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 so sweet and so awesome sending in listener questions. Now we are going to answer one from Meg. Meg G had two questions and Meg, I'm actually going to answer your first question in a different podcast. It's such an in-depth question. It deserves its own podcast. But for your second question, she says, Eric, how many bands are you actually in? (laughs) I love the songs at the end of the podcast. I know you produce music as well. I just feel like you're in a lot of bands. Meg, thanks for being perceptive. Let me answer this. So I'm officially in two bands that... That's like such a lie. No, no, no. It's not. Okay. Because you got to give me a chance to answer this. Okay. So I'm in two bands. One is called New Shack and one is called Kissed Out. So those are the two bands I'm active in. I play shows, promote, you know, make, make albums. I have other projects that I've done in the past. He They're, calls them projects. They are That's because, why you're confused. Yeah, you're confused... No, that's why everyone's confused, because you say this is from a project called Present as Lord, but that's like a band. So so I have a lot of friends that do music, and so I will do a project with them. We mm-hmm. never play a live show, but we'll make an EP or an album. So I've done numerous of those. I've done projects with a lot of different people, and I will share, I share those on the podcast. But I'm officially in two bands, so it's probably not as extreme or out, as outlandish as it seems. So your definition of a band is that you play live shows. Well, that you practice, you play, and you're currently working on it. Something that lasts. Okay. Project is a one-time thing. Yeah. 
But Oceaneer was a band you played live shows for a minute. Yeah, but that was, it's been done for a long two time years, ago. probably. So, you guys, I feel the same way you do that he's in like a million bands. <laughs> but he also produces music, yes. What'd you say? But you also produce other bands. Oh, yeah, I work with other bands. You so. guys, he is working with this band right now that has like five of the cutest 21 year old boys you've ever seen. They're so adorable that I made them cookies last time. But then I started getting kind of creepy by telling them that the reason I was making them cookies is because they were so adorable. They'll probably never hear this podcast. And so then I started imagining this scenario in which I make them cookies and I bring them down to the studio and then I say that they can't have a cookie unless they give me a kiss. (laughs) It's getting weird here, folks. Because that's the best thing about getting older as a woman, that I feel like you get to be a little creepy. Or is that just me? Should I keep those thoughts to myself? I mean, you should you should gather whatever resources you have to make this happen. <laughs> you guys, I want to thank you so much for listening. Meg G, thank you for your question. We're going to be sending you some tumblers, some I'm doing awesome tumblers. And I would just like to remind you guys that Allison's Year of Awesome calendar is thebomb.com. Every month I do a new awesome attribute of the month and March is just about to roll out and the awesome attribute for the month of March is mindfulness. And so we're going to be mindful. We're going to be freaking present. It's super fun. There are weekly challenges that go out in my newsletter club, Allison, and you can subscribe to that on the allisonshow.com. Other than that, Love, love, love to hear your questions, comments, and whatever else you want to share at Awesome with Allison at theallisonshow.com. Again, we appreciate you. We love you. And only you can be you, and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Thank you for being here. And thank you, Eric, for being my sexy man candy. What are you going to take them out on? (laughs) We're going back to the basics on this one. This is titled ABC by New Shack. Mm.